Uh, our guest today has played 119 games for Helmsvale. He's scored 1,505 runs. He's taken 57 wickets and 44 catches. He's our first ex-president on the Hawkcast. Welcome, Josh Mitchell. Boys, doing? <laughs> Congratulations on your uh, on your daughter, Eden. Um, how, how's that all going? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, she's good. She, like I said, she sleeps probably two and a half, maybe three hours at a time. Sometimes we might get less than that. It's a real lottery, but she's she's pretty good. And all in all, I mean, baby's crying. They don't sleep, and that's just how it is, so, yeah. And uh, isolation, mate, has much changed for you in the last little while? Yeah, no, not really, no. So, I mean, I, my job, you can work from home, but it's just inefficient. It's hard to get stuff done when you've not got your two monitors and you don't have the fast internet, and because like, the internet where we live, is it's not bad, but, you know, it's certainly not as good as what it is in the office. So, yeah, no, not really. So I've just kept going the way I'm going. We've had a little bit of a, a knockdown in, in new business and things like that, but... Yeah, versus what other countries are suffering and some other industries are doing all right. Mm. So, yeah, no, good. It's been good. Killing to go to the pub, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> absolutely. I, I saw somebody put something on Facebook. There was like a screenshot of a, a Google Google Maps uh, trip, like, you know, Melbourne to Darwin, like yeah. a you know, day and 16 hours, and someone's actually thinking it could be worthwhile. The borders <laughs> are open, the pubs are open. you got two weeks to get there. So. How... Um... <clears throat> Just uh, touching on, uh, I guess, cricket-wise, uh, so last season, I played a couple of games, I think, for the Hawks, but obviously predominantly at Mwollomba. Uh, yeah. Tell yeah, us a bit about last season. Yeah, a couple of games, yeah. Well, because their season starts a little later, so I think I, I managed to squeeze a game in. And um, my brother-in-law come to me and said, look, we're just going to put together a team of some mates of mine down there, and some of the guys I know really well through the footy club too were keen to have a crack. Years gone by, they've not been keen, but this year they wanted to do it. So I said, okay, look, if we can get the numbers together, because, you know, I've been around the blocks with this whole cricket thing, I know how this works. You know, you, you get together enough guys on the piss one night when they're drunk, they'll tell you they'll play anything, you know, in six months' time because it's talks cheap, right? So I thought, okay, well, let's see how many of you you can actually get together. And if they do genuinely go for it and they are fair income, I'll play down there. Because I, I enjoy playing cricket here. It's just, I just enjoy it more. But... You know, I would like a, a season with some mates of mine down there and knowing full well that, you know, Eden was coming along. Mm. It was going to be the last chance I had really to just get off the hook on Saturday nights and all the rest of it. So I took full advantage of that. But anyway, he come back and said, yeah, look, no, we're all go. So then I said to Benny, look, sorry, mate, but uh, this will be your last game likely for this season and we'll see how we go next season. If they all stick together again down there, I'll just keep playing down there, depending on how it goes but um you know it's just the time difference and the travel and like yeah it's a big effort like if we're playing a game up here in tambo you know like i'm not yeah. going to get home till 7 38 whatever it might be and that's you know if i have a beer here which i can never do i always have more than that so and you know i've never played cricket because i like cricket i've always played cricket because i like what happens after cricket you know yep uh, well uh, we can't wait to get into some some of your uh, funny stories but we'll uh, just Go back a bit and, uh, yeah, just tell us about... So I know your family has a rugby league sort of background, but cricket-wise, when did you start playing cricket? Why did you start playing cricket? Well, I've always liked cricket, but just played it in the street. Never really... Never played junior cricket. I, I filled in for a couple of games. My mate played for Runaway Bay, and if they were really desperate, I'd, I'd rock up and have a lash. But never played any sign-on proper cricket until I was in oh, probably grade nine in high school. I think it might have been... So I used to talk to Fraser because obviously, you know, he'd been around the traps a long time around here and 
and it was convenient. You know, I used to ride my bike most afternoons past here anyway if I was going all mates house after school or whatever. So I figured why not get down and, and have a go. So Frazler and um, an old member here called Pete Cullen, they used to play here. Um, he, he only played a couple of years after that and he ended up doing his own thing. I'm not sure what happened to Pete. Actually, I've fallen out of contact with him, but he was a good friend of mine. And um, between him and Fraser, I twisted my arm to come down and, and have a game. So that's how I ended up here. It was nothing more than mates at school played here and it was close to me. Otherwise, I would have gone probably wherever they were playing. Wouldn't have made any difference to me. Yeah. I will quickly chime in and ask about Fraser. One of the, uh, I mean, some of our more recent members wouldn't know much about him, but uh, certainly... During the dark days when we were not winning many games, obviously it was a great figure that kind of kept everyone in good spirits and a oh, very yeah, funny yeah. bloke. Yeah, hilarious guy. I mean, you got you think I'm left of field. He's way out there. So, you know, he's uh, he's hilarious. Good dude. I've known him for a long time. And uh, Fraser was here during the yeah the harder times and certainly brought a bit of comedic relief. It's a shame he's not around here now. I'd love to have him. I don't know if he pops up every now and again, does he? I'm not sure. No, nah, we haven't seen him for, for quite some time, so hopefully... Mm. Uh, yeah, I, haven't, I wouldn't have seen him for years. I mean, I think he's off Facebook and that. And, you know, if you're off Facebook and I don't have your phone number, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how it works now. So. And take us back, JM. What, uh, what, was the, what was Hessian Oval like back then? What was the club like? Uh, well, I never really got too involved in any of that sort of thing. So when I was that age, I would have been 14 or, or whatever it was. I just used to come down. Because the reason I couldn't play juniors at that time was because we didn't have any. So we had three grades. We had first, second and third grade. So if you were the worst cricketer in the club, you were playing in third grade. Now we know that third grade is not great, but it certainly isn't terrible. <laughs> so we were playing up against teams that were, you know, a decent level of cricket as far as their skill goes and all the rest of it. They were okay and we weren't. We were terrible. We might have had two or three handy players out of, out of the eleven. Um, so we used to go up against teams and more often than not lose two-day games in one day. That had happened a lot. So I couldn't come in and play juniors and then get weaned into seniors like a lot of the guys do here now. It's just basically you wanted to play cricket here, you were playing seniors. Now, I didn't know any different and I didn't yeah. care because I just wanted to have a crack at playing cricket. I didn't have any gear. I had a few hand-me-down bits and pieces like a duffel bag. It was like a footy bag that I put an old bat in that a friend of mine had. who used to play at Coomera and... Yeah, so I didn't really have anything, and Fraser used to. I didn't have, oh, I wouldn't have a car license at the time, so I used to get a drop, like, like a lift with his parents, and then maybe I might pinch a lift off someone or whatever. But my parents really weren't too bothered by the whole cricket thing. So, so we went to actually. I remember we, we played a game at Beedon Road, and the captain of the team was called Hungry Jacks. That was his name. I, th he, I think his name was Anthony, but he managed the Hungry Jacks, so that's how we got the nickname. And um, we went and played Coomer at Beatty Road, just behind behind uh, Dreamworld there. And uh, Fraser was in the team, and there was a few other guys. Uh, Tommy Rossiter was in the team at the time. There was, yeah, a lot of older dudes that were just kind of, you know, on their way out, I guess. But, I mean, I don't know. I think Tommy might still be playing. Yeah, no, he's, he's still playing. He's still playing in sixth grade. Yeah, yeah he's well, the beach captain. Yeah, there you go. He always knows the score yeah. in his <laughs> head. So. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like him. Yeah, so he was playing third grade at the time, Gilly, you can imagine. So... We went and played Kuma at Beatty Road. Now, they knocked us over for 17 in the first innings. Yeah, <laughs> 17. <laughs> I thought we made some bad times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't matter if we lost the toss or won the toss. We always batted You're first. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> so they put us in for 16. It was a dead set massacre. They, they rolled us for, yeah, 17 it was. I'm almost certain. And you can, you can my cricket check that up. It was, it was a bad day. 
So then they've gone in and, and just smacked a quick 90 or something, some arbitrary amount that they knew would be enough because we would have to be put in again for the second inning. So we've gone in for the second innings again, and I think we put in a slightly better show, got rolled for 30, maybe, 35, something like that. So that outrighted us by about 2.30, I think, <laughs> give or take. So, <laughs> so it was a short game of cricket. So what these guys do is they start going into their kit bags and pulling out these Hawaiian shirts. Some of them have got big bottles of water. They're drenching themselves. They're drying themselves. They're putting deodorant on and putting all these Hawaiian shirts on. So I said, Bill, what's the story? What do you got all this Hawaiian gear on for? They said, oh, one of the guys in the team, the skipper actually, has organised a Hawaiian party for his 30th. Everybody's going over to his house at four. I said, oh, so you've brought the, the party forward now. No, and you've got an early mark. They said, no, we knew you'd roll it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually... Uh, I do uh, recall in those days you were more you were more a fast bowler, weren't you? And then like it was more over the years you kind of developed your batting, but you started out as the uh, tear away kind of fast bowler. Yeah, and well, when you in your batting years you obviously de- developed the famous Aladdin. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that's just taken on life of its own, like a lot of things do around here. But um, the no, I actually started off just doing off spin. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I used to bat three. Those, right. those early days because oh, so we I've had no one. one yeah we yeah. had no one yeah Plenty but yeah you're, you're right I did I did um, do a bit of fast bowling and all that kind of thing and yeah that was you know good and whatever but I just don't enjoy doing that anymore and I don't really like I don't mind having a bowl but it's not something I really look forward to it yeah but yeah I did that and because again like I only Really, everything that I've done in, in cricket as far as what position I am in the team has only been by necessity. So the only reason I thought oh, I'll have a call fast bowling was because we had nobody to play fast <laughs> And then the only reason I went to being a batter and not really wanting to bowl was because we had no batters. So I just thought, well, I'll try these things out and see if that helps out a bit. So if we fast forward a couple of years, is that, the, is that how you got involved in the off-field stuff as well? Um, the off-field stuff, I, I think that... That really come from Ian, yeah, Ian yeah. Wade Parker. Because I used to hang around here a lot, mm. you know, especially when I had nowhere else to go. So after Thursday trainings, Tuesday trainings for that matter, and Saturday games, I was a uni student at the time and I had nothing to really go home to. Like, I'm not saying that I had a terrible home because I absolutely didn't. I had a great home life. No, problem, no problems there. Mm. But I had no, time. I just, yeah, it was just a good like social events. outlet for me. So I used to hang around here all the time. If there was a working bee, I'd show up and do it. If the barbecue was there, I'd, I'd cook it. If there was no one behind the bar, I'd serve it and so on. So after a while, he just said, well, you know, why don't you get involved and just be on the committee and see if you enjoy it. And I just, yeah, kind of went from there. So And then Conrad got in my ear about being president. He said, well, why don't you be president? And then yeah, he talked me into how good uh, president keen to, was. Keen to step back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so Conrad sold me on the president idea. Um, and then that's how that come along. But, I mean, I'll, I don't know when my first year on the committee would have been. Probably late 2000s, give or take. Yeah. So how old would have you been when you took on the presidency? Uh, I was 26. Sure. Yeah, I was 26. Actually, no. No, I would have been... So it was for 2014-15, your first year. Yeah. And then two years. Yeah, so, yeah, 26, 25, 26, I would have been, actually. Yeah. And what was that like, mate? You're taking on a pretty big role pretty young. Yeah, well, again, I just, uh, I just thought, you know, I... I could see myself doing a, a bit to help. Um, honestly, didn't do a lot. Like, I had really good committee then, like a really good committee who, who knew where, what direction we wanted to take the club in and were good advisors. And, and not only were they good at 
organising things, they were just really good at rolling up their sleeves and just getting things done. I mean, you know, Conrad done a huge amount with grants and, and everything like that. I mean, that Ryobi day we had, that was a massive shot in the arm, you know, like those sheds were a disgrace. And that wasn't because we'd made them that way. It was just simply because we didn't have the resources to fix the sheds up. Yeah. The training sheds. Oh, sorry, not the chain sheds. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, things like that. And from there, I must say, that actually that day was a real sort of fortune changer for us. I don't think we've ever had a bad year after that. But I think it really kind of helped us because we had a huge day here that day. Loads of people come down. Yeah. Everybody brought beer. Everybody brought food. We, you know, pretty much made our season. Yeah, we had Merv Hughes and Darren yeah. Lehman and yeah. whoever else so yeah. had, um, come and down and play against us. So. Yeah, and that gave us, for the first time in a very long time, a decent surplus at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Like we actually had a bit more in the bank there where we could use to reinvest in, in some other areas in the club, you know, get better equipment, start to, like, we had this bowling machine that was just terrible. I mean, it was a hazard. Yeah. Like, you know, you could set the speed to 90 and it would bowl whatever it wanted. You could set it to 140 and it would still bowl whatever it wanted. Like, it made no difference. It was terrible. It was dangerous. Um, so, you know, things like that had to go and get upgraded or replaced or, or whatever. And we never had really too much money to do that. But from that point onwards... I think we just uh, we just got our act together. We just started to get better sponsors. We started to get, you know, a, a better a better committee who said, okay, well, you know, I'll take on this role. And then the next person would say, okay, well, then this is my role. You know, I'll look after the social media and the website and, and the whatever. And then Conrad would be the grants man. And then, you know, we had um, somebody who would be the clubhouse manager. So this was their, you know, their forte was to look after the, the whole clubhouse and the chain sheds and all the rest of it. Whereas before then, it was really just whoever was here just did what they had to. And Which generally was for the main part Conrad, and that was, uh, yeah, that was about it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Ian and Berkey yeah. and, and yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there a proudest sort of achievement that you, um, you know, that you had during your time as president? No, just not not folding, not going. Yeah, not mm. not going broke. I suppose. Which is actually harder than it sounds. Oh, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Like time, yeah. Yeah, the, the expenses are huge, and yeah, like, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the amount of overheads that these four walls accumulate is, uh, is is huge. You know, people don't realise it, but I mean, look, they probably do. Credit credit to, to anybody who's been around the club. You would look around knowing, okay, yeah, there's a few bills here, but there is a lot more than you think, and you do need to have that income to be able to to service that. So no, there's probably not any one thing I was particularly proud of. Um, uh, probably, actually. If, if I had to say one thing, it would be the increase in numbers we had for players. You know, going from, you know, first, second, third grade only, then we were able to get a fourth grade team, then we were able to get three grades of juniors, mm -hmm. then we were able to have a fifth grade. And then I think by the end of it, we might have had two sixth grade teams and four junior teams or five junior teams or something like that. Um, so that is what you need to be able to compete against other clubs. Is you need juniors. You need. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's it's not a secret. You absolutely have to have it. And I saw actually Paul Baker. And oh, geez, hasn't he been let off? The <laughs> hey? He's, he's media, loving isolation. Bell, oh, please. I bet he's probably not even listening to this. Is he? I don't know. But, Do it another you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He'd be too busy coming up. Yeah, trolling my cricket for embarrassing stats. You know. Well, talking about your uh, your playing, I guess days. Um, mm. You, you did play first grade here for a bit, and uh, actually, like I mean, I, I guess uh, the story that a lot of people remember is that famous day or infamous day at Mudrabar, yeah. But yeah. you actually did have some good innings too. You had a couple of you know thirties and stuff like that that showed you could cut it. But uh, 
I guess you can't quite shake that that famous statement. No, you make no. Two pairs in about well, was it an hour or yeah? Not to go full bag. Yeah, so something. No, no, no. Yeah, we say yeah, something like that. It was a it was a pair in a day. So we we obviously uh, won the toss. I think uh, went into bat, and then Miller and Westo got off to decent start, and then uh, from there it just went horribly wrong. And then they went up coming on having a bat, and uh, Mitch Daly. Is that his name? Yeah. Rings yep. a bell. Yep. Yeah, he was good cricketer. He, he ended up putting on a lot of runs. And um, Josh Nelson, I think, as well, the other guy, yeah, he, he towed us up a bit too. So they actually had a decent score on the first innings pretty quickly because they got away. Um, it's funny how, yeah, like the, the duck and that, the, the, the pairs obviously remembered, but everybody just forgets about the bowling that went on anyway. Because yeah. so, <laughs> there, there was a lot of freebies. And uh, they put us back in and said, right, okay, we're declaring and you go. And in, rather than a Miller and Westo getting off to a good start, they got off to a bad start. And then there was a, a, an even bigger bad start coming up. And then it just never got got win. So what I did, I, I remember, I'm pretty sure it was Derby Day in, uh, in Flemington. And I had a few tips for the day. And uh, a mate of mine sent me a text message in the morning and said, here's what I think's going to win. I trusted him. 70% of the tips he put through one, which is pretty good. It's not bad. Give or take 70%, but it was a pretty good hit rate. This guy knew what he was talking about. Um, it's funny too, because all these tipping guys, they drive the worst cars. They have the worst car, you know what I mean? <laughs> so they're great tipsters, but they clearly aren't that great because, you know, they must lose a lot of money. Anyway, so he tells me, okay, get on these, so get on these, uh, on these horses. So I've got the, the app up on my phone, and um, it would have been probably the, the Amy... Victoria Derby, I think they call it nowadays, was seventh race on the card, maybe. So I'm on this grey horse called Catkins, I think it was, and it's thundering around the turn, and I'm, I'm whipping this thing on the way. Anyway, I hear somebody pokes their head in. I think it was Aaron James. said, mate, what are you doing? Pat up. You're supposed to be out there. I think I was batting seven. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Because I'm just watching the races, right? I'm not, I'm not hearing all the, all the appeals and the, and the cheering and the high fives and the... And the guys are coming in, getting out, obviously. So I'm seeing the wickets falling, but I'm not really taking note of kind of how many there were falling. So in I go, and I remember it was this guy who was um, like an isogenics mixed salesman or something or other, and everybody's like, wow, this guy was really fat last season, now he's really skinny and he's bowling quick and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I went in and had a bat and I didn't last long. I ended up getting out of VW. And I don't know if I was out or not, I probably was. But uh, yeah, anyway, so out you go. So it would have been a duck within give or a pair, sorry, within give or take four hours, I suppose. Yeah, but still, that's pretty bad. So I end up coming here, and then of course, you know, I'm really self-deprecating. My humour is I've never once pumped my tires up. So I'm telling everybody, oh, you wouldn't believe it, and and then it's kind of gone from there. And then every time it's mentioned, I always, I always laugh at it, and yeah. I don't, I don't disown it. Yeah. Did the horse win? No. <laughs> no. The bad day. The horse the didn't win. No. So it was just an all-round bad day. I think the guy on the barbecue after the game overcooked the sausages oh, too. Nothing went right. <laughs> but what about uh, what about the highs, mate? Like, do you obviously, um, yeah, like, did you enjoy playing first grade? Did you enjoy that challenge? Um, yeah, sort of, I suppose. I really only played because Betty was on holidays, I think. So. And so was Jack, obviously. So I think uh, I remember a Miller come to me uh, on the... Would have been a Thursday, probably. Definitely wasn't a Tuesday, because I don't think I trained that day. And he came up to say, I would like to talk to you about the weekend, brother. 
the game this Saturday. I'm like, well, there's not a game on Wednesday, mate, so it's obviously going to be this weekend. And he said, I want to give you a start. And I said, okay, yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm happy enough to do that. He said, I know you've been making some okay runs in in uh, second grade, but, you know, I think you, you're looking good in the nets and you, you're netting well, blah, blah, blah. So you should, we should be able to give you a start. Okay, no problem, I thought. That's, that's all right. I mean, I've fooled a lot of people throughout my cricketing career by looking good in the nets and letting them go on Saturday. <laughs> it's probably been one of the cornerstones of my cricketing career, actually. Um, and I think the, that game we played Burley and uh, we went to, there's this Wahoo's Fish Tacos place in Burley. And, uh, Those sick, stickers uh, found themselves. Yeah, on that's right. Us. The stickers. Yeah, yeah. That's where the stickers <clears throat> come from. So I, the reason I got a fistful of those things was because we went there at about ten thirty. Now, when you're doing, I suppose, research for where you want to go and eat, the first thing you do is Google the place, right? So you go Google what's, and, and I'm, I'm almost certain on Google it said opening at ten a.m. So I was in the car with Westo and Reese, and we went to this Wahoo's Fish Taco place at like twenty to eleven. We rocked up. The doors are all shut. <laughs> Nothing. So, so we thought, okay, well, we're probably going to have to get something else. As we turn around and start walking away, old mate bangs real loudly on the window, slides open, says, I'm, real, I'm open. I'm just firing up the grill now. What do you want? So this bloke showed up at 20 to 11 with no shoes on. He had a beer in his hand. <laughs> he had an American accent. And I, I swear to God, the kitchen, just because you could see it from the front ranges, it hadn't been cleaned for at least five, six years now. So I thought, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. So he said, um, look, sorry, it took a little longer because he, he, he obviously hadn't fired the grill up. <laughs> because by the time we got our food, which was about half an hour later, and we're talking three tacos each here, it's not a hard thing to put together. The, the food was cold. It was just, it was a mess. So he says, look, sorry about that. Gave us a fistful of these uh, stickers. Yeah. <laughs> Good conversation. <laughs> the yeah. Wahoo's Fish Taco stickers, yeah. So I said, okay, right, we'll, we'll, put, we'll put them on our bat. <laughs> I said to him, we'll put it on the back of the bat, give you a little bit of a plug because you looked after us, blah, blah, blah. He didn't. Yeah. We just said that to him, yeah. Uh, and then, they, yeah, so I'll just, I've still got a heap of them in my kit bag now where we just handed them out to people and said, right, <laughs> put them on your cricket bat. I think Steve Healy had bought into it. Rick Hayes definitely did. He's had a couple on his bats over the years. And I've got more in them. So whenever I'm here next time and somebody wants one, you can have one to put in the back of your How bag. many did they give you? A lot. <laughs> it was like a bricks worth of stickers. <laughs> Obviously, he's probably been trying to give them away. Nobody wanted them. Do you recall how that game went? Um, yeah, no. I think, you know, we ended up losing and we should not. I remember it was a frustrating game because we lost wickets early after getting them cheap. And... I think I batted for a little bit. That probably wasn't one of that wasn't definitely my worst showing in first grade. Actually, now I think about it, but I think uh, I batted okay with Brad Markwell maybe. But by the time one of us got out, I think Brad might have got out, and then I got out shortly after. We just couldn't end up getting like 118 or something. It was so frustrating, and it was a wet day too. So. Mm. It was hard getting the Those runs. Those burly decks are never much fun to bat on either. No, no. And then there was old mate from uh, Benogan now who has a crack. Oh, TJ. TJ. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is he the mop head one? He, yeah, long yeah. hair and quick quick guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah, he bowled real well that day, actually. Yeah, yeah he was uh, def- definitely their, their best bowler. So I think he took a couple of us early and then put us under the pump to score runs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've had way more memorable games than that. I remember we were playing this one game. It was uh, third grade, back when I think we only had the three grades. We might have had a four cent, I'm not quite sure. 
Anyway, so this this bloke shows up, Saeed Hashimi. I don't know if you remember this guy. Yeah. I've heard of him. I've yeah. played against him. Actually. Did you? Yeah, you might have. He's been to a couple of clubs. He might even still be around. God knows. But uh, he was actually not a bad bat. Like he was, he just throw the bat at everything. But when he did hit it, he hit it hard. Uh, and he was a hilarious guy because he was completely aloof to all of our cultural jokes. And <laughs> so you could have a real lot of fun with this guy, right? So. So we're playing this game, and it was at the home of cricket, Rugby Park. We're playing against Broadbeach. And these guys show up. There's three of them. So Saeed shows up to play cricket. We've picked our, our team. I think we were a little bit short that day. We might have had 10. So he says, look, it's not a problem. I've got my brothers, Saeed Fuller and Ayatollah here. So Saeed Fuller and Ayatollah and Saeed Ashimi have all decided that they're going to play in the, in the 11 to make up. Well, actually, it would have been the 12 then. Mm because the two of them around the play. He said, they can just use my gear. It's no problem. They've got stuff in the car. So I said, okay, no problem. Uh, I think the captain then was Turtle, maybe? Might have been? Most yeah. likely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then uh, Turtle says, yeah, look, no problems. Go get your stuff out of the car. So they come back. Now their stuff consists of cargo pants and these leather sandals. Right? <laughs> so, so they showed up originally in what looked like painters' stubbies and thongs, and then they went back to the car to get their cricket gear, which was cargo pants and these thongs. So we're walking out, and the umpire says, uh, I think, uh, well, it might have been Sire Fuller or what, one of them, one of them, I'm not sure which one of them it was, but he, he goes, he gets the ball, and he comes in to bowl, and um, the umpire says, what are, you, what are you doing? You can't bowl in that. Like, what are you, what are you doing with those, those, uh, those thongs on? And he said, well, it's all I've got. And he said, well, you can't play cricket in that. Like, <laughs> So, so they've been up there. Up, so, I mean, obviously in Afghanistan you can. It doesn't make yeah. a difference. So, anyway, they've they've unfortunately had to walk off the field, and then that was that. And I said to the umpire, I said, "You got to be kidding, mate." I said, "Those thong, like Afghanis and thongs like that, they kept out the Russians in the eighties. They're keeping out the Americans now. You think they're going to have a drama with a cricket ball? Like, come on." <laughs> uh, going back to third grade days, and this is before my time, but I know Dylan tells the story well that. Um, you were a captain at this point, and this is one of your kind of uh, memorable, I guess, moments or logics, I guess, to, to cricket. I think your opening bowlers were Dan Sexton and Chris Howard. Yeah. And as the story goes, or as I remember it, you've gone, all right, boys, so Howard's going to bowl from this end because there's a brick wall behind it, and uh, Sex, Sexpo's going to bowl from the other end because there's uh, some trees in the background, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and that was that. Yeah, that's called looking for positives. <laughs> <laughs> And you know why? The reason why Alan had the ball from that end was because he'd just come from McDonald's. He got two-thirds two of the way through his Big Mac and left it at fine length. So, <laughs> so he could, he could jump on it between overs, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's plenty more characters I'd love to like just touch on uh, your memories of. But, I mean, obviously, we've got to go into Craig and uh, you've, uh, yep. you've started your comic book series, which yep. I'm not sure, is it always going to feature Craig? Or No, um, I don't think so. I think the things will get a little bit dry after a while. Right. Like, I mean, everybody knows that Craig's never out. Yeah. Right. It's the one under well, very unlucky. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. And if he is, it definitely was the ball of the, uh, if not the century, the millennium. <laughs> <laughs> so, we all know. We all know that now. So, look, I can throw in spatterings of Craig jokes every now and again, but I certainly couldn't, you know, get a, a comic book to rely on exclusively Craig's right. source material right. to do a weekly comic. But no, look, I'll, I'll do one of those every other week. There's just this internet website you can use to just upload photos and do a comic and I just think it's hilarious because <laughs> there's some funny stories around this place they deserve to be told again well I've got I've written down a couple of uh, characters I mean you've got Dylan Sheriff Parso Chris Keane yep Windows yep 
Yeah. Can we expect some of those goals? Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Paso, they'll never be enough for Paso. I mean, they just can't be, can they? Geezy like, went close, didn't he? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, because, well, Geezy didn't have that that savage streak in him that Paso mm. had. Because Paso could get really violent in his temper outbursts, whereas Geezy would get passionate, but not... Not to the point where he felt like he was going to wrap a cricket bat around your head. Well, uh, it, you know, a story that, like, again, from back in the day, I recall, you, you have to help me out here, but Parson had a 50 and then he, he got dropped next week and there was something about a threat to burn down the clubhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, And it was his first 52. So, yeah, that was when I was old skipper of third grade. Yeah, well, John White was the coach at the time. And I would have been 21. I remember I was I was young, and he said to me, "Mate, I want you to be skipper of third grade this season. This is during the preseason." And um, I said, "Yeah, okay, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that." Like I wasn't really confident in it because um, I was I was going to be captain of guys who were in their 30s and 40s uh, who played cricket for a long time, and yeah, they might not have been the best cricketers, but they still had been around a while and they were experienced and they, they could certainly teach me a thing or two. So how the hell was I supposed to get their respect and captain them? So I remember really quickly um, learning that um, everybody wants to bat and everybody wants to bowl. <laughs> and you've only got 11, you know, you can't do it. You've got one space for one all-rounder, maybe two. But when you captain 11 blokes, 11 guys think there are 11 spots for an all-rounder <laughs> yeah. and that somehow everybody can bat seven and bowl and it's just not the way it is. And That was probably the thing I struggled with the most when I was the one that was supposed to be the captain because they would come back here and they would get upset because oh, they only bowled, you know, six overs and oh, they batted nine and we got beaten and they got out or something. Or, 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 or you know, because we didn't win a lot of games back then. So or, or in a third grade, game, yeah, this is uh, this is yeah. uh, speaking to me definitely. Yeah, yeah, you know, like especially if you're getting knocked over every week, um, you're gonna be batting, right? You know, everyone's be, getting a bat. Everyone's getting a bat. <laughs> yeah. So guys. I'm like, what are you all complaining about? <laughs> yes, we're losing, but you're all getting a bat. Like, don't blame me because you're getting out cheap, and you like as if you know you're getting out cheap at number nine is somehow you know, non-preferred to getting out cheap at number four. Like, what's the difference, man? You're out. So so that that aspect of it, the whole man management thing, I was never ready for it. Whereas if I'm skipping now, I'm, I'm all over it. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. But, um, yeah, no, that was, I was too early for that. And it just wrecked me for wanting to be captain again. So, What do you think changes from uh, then to now? Just a bit more of a relaxed nature or... Yeah, you just know how to handle characters better, yeah. Because, you know, back then, if someone's in your face and they're getting upset and they're getting aggressive, you treat them the same way as the next person who's in your face upset and getting aggressive. Now, person A who comes to you that way, that might be the only way they ever deal with things. Mm -hmm. Whether it's person B, they might only get upset once a year. So you can't treat them the same. And you learn to, to learn that, I suppose, you know, when it comes to man management. In that, you know, some of them you actually have to entertain the blow-ups, whereas others you can just ignore them because you know they're going to get over it in five mm. minutes. But when you're 21, it's all the same. You know, an angry guy is an angry guy. So, but yeah, I mean, look, Chris Keane, love Chris Keane, absolutely. I've never seen anybody just build up so momentum, so much momentum into the crease and just completely stop before they deliver the ball. Like yeah, how, do you, how do you describe vertical. that action? Yeah. Well, I don't so know. Give yeah. you, like, it, there's oh, arms you. flying everywhere. There is, there is. There's not. So he actually manages. So, you know, physically when, when an object is moving in one direction and then it goes airborne, 
it goes in the same direction while it's airborne. So if I throw a ball and it bounces at the wall, when it bounces, it's still going to travel forward while it's airborne. Chris Keane somehow managed to do like a 45-step run-up and then jump literally vertically in the air. It's almost as if like the time-space continuum walked around Keno and then he jumped and then would deliver the ball. Um, but yeah, passionate cricketer, love Keno. I've run into him a couple of times at the Salty because he's a groundsman at that that big four. Oh, um, yeah. Holiday Park. The yeah. Holiday Park, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love Keno. Good bloke. Good to have a beer with. Good, Do you have a... You, I mean, Windows, I don't know if you yeah, met Josh Winterbourne. Oh, Josh is uh, Josh, son. Yeah, yeah. Um, son. Do you have a favourite Josh Winterbourne story? So we, we used to call it a, a window where, like, you know, he was a nice guy, very, like very talented cricketer, but, like, had a great knack of exaggerating. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, if you had a black cat, he had a panther. <laughs> <laughs> Windows, for sure. <laughs> he loved it. He loved it. He, he loved the story. Look, he was another one I enjoyed having a beer with, actually, Josh. While there was certainly, um, you know, the, the storyteller in him, which I can I can relate to, he was all in all an honest guy. Mm. Like he was a yeah, he was a, a nice dude. I haven't seen him again for no, a long time. I don't know. Has he been around here lately? No, or? no, we haven't seen him for a while. I think he's happily. Don't know if he's married, but he's in a long term relationship. So yeah, good for him. And uh, yeah, yeah, seems yeah. to be going well. Yeah. No, he was, he's, a, he's a good fellow, Josh. Um, I played a lot of winter cricket with him. Not a lot of summer cricket because he was always sort of between the ones and twos and I was always in threes and I didn't really play a lot of summer with him actually. Um, but no, like probably the, the person who um, I probably would have played the most cricket with would have been Turtle, I reckon. Mm. I don't know if you can my cricket check that about how many games you've I'm played. I'm sure Bakes is all over Yeah, No, 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 he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Bakes, don't do that. <laughs> Just for the record, there I talk directly into the mic. That's <laughs> Break a new face. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I guess just to diverge a little bit, uh, you, you know, you, you said yourself, you, you're not one to pump your own tyres up. But I, I would be interested to hear if there was a, a favourite innings you played or a favourite like yeah bowling performance, something that stands out to you that was kind of yeah, special. Yeah. Yep. So I did. Um, I, I took a couple of wickets one day. Uh, we played Southport. They were all kids. Well, not all of them. There was a, half the team were kids. Some of them were supervising. Yeah, Jordan Renault was in the team. Yeah, and uh, so was Jacob, um, who, who played here. Yeah, Jacob then, Scatton, yep. Yeah, and then went to Southport. Um, I ended up getting seven wickets for 20, I think, or something. Nice. That was probably the best Probably the best day I've had bowling. Um, bowling pace? Yeah. Well, I just threw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, what difference does it make? You know, you're at Rugby Park. I think I'm going to give it. Yeah, I don't really care. So. So yeah, I mean, I had a what? Uh, yeah, that was probably I took a few wickets that day. That was that was memorable. And then, oh yeah, that's probably it really. Like bowling, I've just always thought that you know, you just bowl enough balls, you'll get enough wickets. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people we play cricket against get just get themselves out. Yeah. You know, I think I might have maybe bowl. How many wickets did you say I had? Fifty. Uh, yeah, a, a bit more I think. Fifty nine. Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Okay. Of that fifty-seven, I reckon I've got the batsman out four times, <laughs> maybe five. The rest of them have just mongrelled it off the bat into the air, or or come out to try and stump me or something, and just completely missed it. Or you know, it's it's not been my guile and skill that's got them out. And I think every club cricketer can relate to yeah. that. You know, we very rarely bowl a ball that we think, wow, yeah, I really got that guy. Yeah. Yeah. At least not in the games I've played. And with um, the bat. Um. Yeah, batting, I don't know. Probably, actually, the first first 50 I got from Merbar was it was good. Yeah, that was probably, I think, the best I've batted. I was in good nick that day. 
but I ended up getting out again as I do. And yeah, I've never got a hundred, which bothers me. I think I've got like a 90 in winter career, but it doesn't really count. And a couple of fifties here and there in the summers, but yeah, I've never got a hundred, which yeah, so that, I think I've batted list. more than enough to be able to get one now. Yeah. 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 Well, that's actually a pretty good, we talk about mobile. It's a good segue. How, um, so what was that? Uh, story about leaving the Hawks like how did that happen well yeah so I met Kayla uh, 2015 and she's lived in Mwoolamba she's born and bred there and she's always lived there I always lived here so we got dating and you know after a while I suppose it becomes obvious that you know you're gonna have to go one way you know one way or the other so we ended up compromising and living in Kingscliff so I mean that was like 35 minutes away from me and 15 minutes from her. So that was a compromise as far as we could tell. Um, and, yeah, from there, um, I still played at the Hawks while I lived there. And, again, like I had, you know, like Kayla was more than happy for me to just go and play cricket, come back on Saturday night, whenever, whatever. Mm. Stay at your parents' house if you want to come back on Sunday. So that was all good. But then we ended up building our own house and living in Mwollombar. And, yeah, so that was when it became, you know, obvious that, yeah, I've got to probably look at playing down there because... Just travel was just killer. Yeah, it's really bad. So that's how I ended up playing cricket there. And again, you know, like I could have gone and played for Pottsville mm. or Coogeon or a whole bunch of teams down there that are usually a lot more successful because Mobile do it tough down there. And I just didn't. I'm like, no, nah, I'll just play there. Like I've never, I've never, that actually one thing for better or worse, and the whole time I've played cricket, I've never been a trophy hunter, mm. ever. Like I've done, I've never gone anywhere to play cricket to win. Like it's not important to me, it just isn't. So. I mean, look, don't get me wrong, I like winning. I, I, you know, beer tastes better when you do, but it certainly is a beer on end all. Just taking a short break from JM. Uh, last time on the podcast, we got to hear from longtime club coach Paul Baird. Uh, one of the things that I've always said about, uh, you know, if you want me to be a good coach, give me good players. And I was then allowed to bring in um, some imports. Mm. And that's when we got Danny Edwards over for that year. And Danny was just like a little angel out of heaven because he contacted us. I think we put an ad in the on the website that said like an international player program, something like that. Danny responded to that, we got him out, and uh, he was a terrific guy. One of the best players that I've ever played. Make sure you go back and have a listen to that one and all of our back catalogue. Uh, now, let's get back to JM. What's the, um, how do you compare Merbar cricket to playing for the Hawks, pretty similar. What skill wise, or yeah, just story wise, skill wise. So, oh, so similar story, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we've got, so we this year we've got two, two. We had two third grade teams. So we were the Cougars, and the other team was the Cubs because they're all young blokes. So we got our own little thing going on where we kind of have our own little logo and our own, you know, lexicon, and we 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 go to the the, the Cougars Lair, which is the Leagues Club after the <laughs> after the Saturday games. To, to sink jugs of, uh, of beer and all the rest of it. Great, love it down there, it's awesome. Yeah, very similar to here. The only transplanting uh, I've, I've really done from, from my time up here to my time down there is that you, you, you kind of hang out with the same guys within the, with, you know, in the cricket club and then you, you go out and see them after the game and you kind of just, you, you sit with those dudes. And we, I think we have a little bit of that here and then there's nothing wrong with that. Like you don't want clicks and you don't want that to become toxic. But I think um, that goes on down there more than it does here. And if there's one thing I could probably change actually now that I lament on that is that I wish the club down there did more of what we do here, where we all go back to the one club, mm. you know, 
because I mean, I used to always talk to the same sort of guys here every weekend um, and sit with Turtle and all that and talk about things and Elmsy and all those guys. And and I would see everybody here, don't get me wrong, but you can't literally get around to everybody and 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 and, um, and all sit in the one group and one big circle in the clubhouse and talk about things. You just can't do that. But I reckon here we, we, we try. We get pretty close, you know, because we don't have match reports or anything like that down there. No spin the wheel, no Jake Joker, no... You know, which I wish we had. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I guess you sort of touched on it, but is there anything, um, anything else that you do miss about the Hawks? Oh, I, I miss, I miss everyone here. Yeah, I miss, I miss everything about the place. There's not one thing about it I don't miss. Um, I like the club culture; it's great. I like the clubhouse. Clubhouse is in good nick, looking better than ever. The facilities here are awesome. Like the nets are great, the field's good, mm. well looked after. The fence is smick. You know, you got gear shed, like, we don't have any of that down yeah. there. There's no lights on the nets. No. Nah. Nah. And there's no gear shed. It's a shipping container. And you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's yeah, a, it's you know, weird. yeah, like, you come here and, yeah, you shouldn't take it for granted. Like, the members here should be proud of what they've got because it is good, really good. It's great. Uh, we'll uh, jump into the throwdowns to, to wrap it up, the last, the five questions, I guess, to, you know, to, uh, that we we ask everyone starting oh, with, um, I, I stopped oh, this man. short. I stopped this short last time on the Berkey one. Actually. Oh right, yeah, I had to get out of the car. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I know. I, I missed out on what Berkey's answers were to this, but I couldn't help him. How he said, um, he said at the start, oh, you know, I've got um, I've got to be more smart about things now. You know, I've got to use my brains to get wickets. I can't just use pace, like as if he had any to start with. <laughs> Thank you. I hope you're listening in here. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, uh, and then he says to, oh yeah, you know, I've, I've had a chat with Susie, and I'm, I'm going to do, uh, you know, just masters, and maybe only every now. I mean, how many times do you reckon Susie's heard that over the years? Like, <laughs> sorry, Blake, I love you, mate. It was a cheap shot. But, uh, That's one Richmond Tigers fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he'll let me know about it. <laughs> but yeah, best uh, best player you've played with at the Hawks, skill wise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emil. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he was a great player. He was another level to us. Well, he was a first-class cricketer, I think, the season before he came play here. Yeah. So the level of cricket he played versus what he was playing here was a huge gap. But, yeah, he was good. He just uh, yeah, cracked the ball hard. Eh? Good good eye. Best player I've played with non-skill-wise would be Turtle. Yeah. Love Turtle. Yeah. Yeah, had a lot of good years with, uh, with T. So he was one of the guys, and there's a lot of them around this club, that... Um, I loved playing cricket here with because I knew I was playing cricket with them. Yeah. And if I didn't get to play cricket with them because it was selected in different grades or whatever, at least I'd see them afterwards. So, yeah, but yeah, definitely Turtle. He was always been fun. That's great. What about the best player you've played against? Jeez. Mm, Jeez. Um, there's, a, uh, there's a bloke who plays for Pottsville called Ryan McCoy. He's pretty good. Oh, yeah. We yeah. actually, I think he actually had a game... For the Hawks in a T20, he used to play for the Dolphins. Did if I'm maybe? thinking of the same, yeah, McCoy. yeah, probably <clears throat> either him or there's another fellow down there who plays for Kudzin called Caleb Zebel, who's a freak. He's a very, very good cricketer, right. bowler and batter. Mm. And um, you, you know, you know, Murbar's got the, um, I suppose, the distinction is having literal cows at Cow Corner, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> right? there's a paddock there. Yeah. So <clears throat> if you've been there before, he's 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 cleaned a six up. Over the cow paddock, over the flood levy on the river, it's a big hit. So um, yeah, and the guy he hit, well, the guy playing for our team too, was was um, you know reasonably sharp bowler, but he just put it in the slot and he just creamed it. And no, I couldn't do that. So yeah, probably him. Yeah, that's 
Uh, is there a? We've gone through a lot of funny stories, but is there a funniest memory that kind of? Uh, oh, mate, no, nah, there wouldn't be one. <laughs> too many, just too many. Yeah, no, there wouldn't be a single story that I would take away from here that would be better than the others because yep. they're all good in their own right. Um, but I remember, I suppose, when I really knew I was in the Vipers pit was when we were playing against Coomer at Rugby Park, and and Paso got got out cheap, and he. He like swung his bat like an axe towards the the, the, the synthetic pitch and it like split at the at the what is it on the bat where there's the, the splice the, the splice yeah, that's yeah. it that's it so like it, <laughs> so he's, and and then it's just like gone like a you know like a broken chicken bone like this bat so he's walking <laughs> off with this yeah, not to mention all the you know shards of wood that flung off towards the the, you know, the cover and all the rest of it when he smashed it. And um, he's walking off after that happened, and, and I just thought, wow, you know, is this is this how cricket's like? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do actually have to prompt one more pass, though. One the yeah. the old uh, winter cricket where he's uh, ended up face first into the pitch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I don't know how that happened. To this day, I have no <laughs> idea how that happened. So so what happened was is it, we used to, he used to bowl the mixed grill, which was uh, an endearing term to pass. So it wasn't something we used to make fun of him, but. He bowled a mixed reel because every ball was just different. You never know what was going to come out. Now, it could have been an off spinner. It could have been a leg spinner. It could have been a, an arm ball, whatever it was. So he's bowled one of these deliveries that was short, back of a length as it normally was. And this bloke's gone back to clean it up. It's come off the edge of his bat and gone skyward. Now, I'm fielding a, cu- a cover, close cover. So I'm thinking, I'm on here. Ball's gone straight up in the air. So Parso's yelled out, mine, 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 as the bowler coming through. So I've looked up. And as the ball's coming down, somehow Paso is on his head and his, his ankles are facing the ball. <laughs> so, of course, he didn't catch it. But, you know, so he, he's, his nose is busted, he's, you know, his teeth, his gums are all bleeding and all this. And I just, I just didn't know how that happened like, because I didn't see it because I was looking at the ball. But he somehow ended up completely inverse <laughs> to the way he was when I last looked at him. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was funny. That was uh, Winter cricket has some hilarious stories. I'll tell you, I could go all day. But, yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe uh, we'll have to get you back, mate. Yeah, volume two. <laughs> uh, what about a most memorable win? Um, well, there was one win where we played uh, tambourine down at Galleon Way. God love it. Yeah, that's the hike for Tambo. Oh, mate. God's country. It's a hike for anyone. Have you seen the joint? One of the worst <laughs> cricket fields going around. It's terrible. So we ended up playing there, and it was even worse back then than what it was now. Like, it was curated to an even worse standard, if that's possible. But we went there, and um, we played Tambourine, who had a second-grade team. We had a second-grade team. Pradeep Pereira was the uh, was the, the captain. Love Pradeep. He was a great guy. I miss him. Um, and uh, Chris Glasgow, who now, I don't know if he still plays at Coomera, but he must have played there afterwards. He'd been played there for a while. He ended up scoring a ton, and we won the game, and we carried on, and we were throwing up beer in the air, and we were cheering and high-fiving and throwing balls into the mangroves, and everybody was just loving it because it was the first game we'd won in two and a half seasons. So I think we'd gone like 36 or seven games, I know you'll have to my cricket that one too, without a win. And the tambourine guys are standing around going, what are these idiots doing? Like. All they did was beat us, like because they 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 were not bad, but they weren't the greatest second grade team either. I think they had they actually for a lot of years they had two or three decent players, and the rest of them sort of made it up. But yeah, those those two or three decent ones must have had an off day because we ended up getting the chocolates and carrying on like we'd won the grand final, and they had no idea why. It wasn't until we explained to them that that's our first win, and I played through most of those games. I'd have played ninety percent of those games, so just getting a loss every week 
a full season mm. and then going again a full season mm. and then going through half a season still not getting a win mm. yeah it was like a the valve had been released and that was a good win that was definitely my most memorable win for sure um and then second to that um i think we we beat Broadbeach out here played in in firsts and it was the first time we beaten them for a long time and uh, yeah, that was that was a good one too. Because at the time, they were the really they were the good team. Yeah, you know? we were kind of on the on the bottom, and yeah, that was to knock them over was good. I think Westo had a good day that day. From memory, yeah. Ironically, he plays for him now. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I mean, our last one is uh, I guess what keeps you coming back to the Hawks. I mean, it's only infrequently do you for for, for yourself, obviously due to circumstances, but mm. you do keep coming back. Uh, yeah. When, when you can. I do. Well, I played another, I played two games this season. Gone. I think I played one the season before that. So I'll keep trying to play when I can. But what keeps me coming back is, I'm not, look, I would never play for any other club on the Gold Coast. I just wouldn't. You know, I don't care what happens here, what characters are in charge, who's on the committee, who the coach is, who the captain is. It's never bothered me before, and it's not going to bother me going forward. And as you can tell, you know, you look back at our, our you know, checkered history over the previous sort of 20 years, like, have I not had, like, 100 opportunities to go somewhere else? Like, I could have justifiably gone anywhere. But never did and never will. So uh, I just uh, I like the place and I love where it's uh, where it's come and where it was. You know, it's it's a good story. Um, I, you know, not a lot of clubs can do it. A lot of them either fold or they stay. They they perennially struggle. They'll just always struggle. And I don't think we're we're ever going to be like that uh, again. Now, like groundwork's here. Committee's committed. I mean, it's you know. It's the thing that you expect from a committee, but there are a lot of committees out there that aren't committed. You know, they'll make up excuses as to why they can't get something done or whatever. But this, uh, the ones we've had over the years have been good. So, yeah. It's great, man. Thanks so much, Jamie. Yeah, no worries. Sweet, yeah, Jamie. Yeah, no, it's good. It's been yeah. uh, very entertaining so far. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? It beats knocking down a jetty, which is what I was just doing with the old man and my two brothers. You ever see four guys and one crowbar try and demolish a jetty? I'll tell you, it's a, it's a Sunday. <laughs> Uh, well, that, that's a good note to finish yeah, on. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> mate. Thanks, much appreciated. Nice. Well, it was hard not to uh, enjoy sitting back and listening to countless stories from JM from his uh, many years here at the club. Uh, next time on the Hawkcast, we uh, speak to rising fast bowler Mitch Parks and his parents, Kirsten and Brian. We would probably about four for not that many. Um, and one kid was on a hat-trick. Yeah, and right. I was a non-striker uh, when he was getting that. He was on the hat-trick. Yeah. And then next person came in, just home focus, just block out the ball. Yeah. Blocks the ball out. And then I guess he got frustrated off that. And then I was facing him. The next over he came on, bowled it, about five balls that were short. And then... Hit two consecutive sixes off of him, oh, yeah. one and a four. Yeah. All right. Wow. Off that guy that was on a hat trick. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Uh, feel free to get in touch if you have any suggestions or any feedback, and uh, we'll take it on board.